Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, depending on where you're tuning from tonight. Greetings from the COD family. Let me know who's on. We're going to go straight into it tonight. So let me know who's in tune with me tonight. Let me know who's on. Greetings to everyone, every single person watching from wherever you are. Greetings from the COD family. Okay, the comments are coming through now. Greetings, Melvina. Greetings, Beep. I don't, I don't know who that is, but greetings to you. Samia, Grace, Basola, Beza, Dami, Nadli, Tomiwa, Sylvia. Greetings, everyone. It's coming in fast now. Greetings. From Revival House Prosperity. Greetings, everyone. Greetings. How's your day been? How's your day been? Watching from Kilburn. Doctor, good evening. Lamel, good evening. Good evening, everyone. Forgive me if I miss anybody at all. But greetings to you all. Today we speak about leaders. As we know, the world is in dire need of leadership. They need leaders. They need people that can stand up for what is really bothering them in their hearts. And I was thinking throughout the day on what I believe God wants to speak about leadership. And I'm going to try and keep calm with everything, so forgive me at any point. I'm going to speak very calm tonight. But with leadership, it's a broad topic. You know, at one point in time, find me the scripture, God will begin to say, Jesus Christ looked at the masses. He looked at the crowd and he said that the Bible actually explains that compassion filled him. He looked at them, he felt sorry for them because they looked like people, sheep without shepherd. So you see, in the eyes of God, in the perspective of God, it's not right for people to not be led. There was another time in the book of Proverbs will tell us, go to Proverbs chapter 29. Let's start there. Verse 2. Let's just read that quickly. Make sure you're tuned in. Make sure you're paying attention wherever you are. I'm speaking to the COD family tonight. I want to show you God's filtering process. Leadership. I'll just say this just to get you in tune with me. Anything that you have the power of today is only testing you for the real power. I'm going to repeat myself and explain it a bit more. Whatever has been committed to your hands, whether it be COD family, whether it be leading the women, whether it be leading the men, whether it be leading this or that, whatever it may be, you do know it's a test. You do know that God's going to see whether a person is a hypocrite or a preacher and a doer of the word. You do know that. Please talk to me tonight. Because today I don't, I, I, I want to kind of pull away from preaching and speak to you tonight. Just remember everything. So when we look at the life of someone like David, King David, you do know that whatever he was going to do with the sheep, where nobody could see him. Please tell me who was most valuable in the sheep pen. Who's more valuable? David, no? Talk to me. David will be the most valuable person in the sheep pen. In the terms of simply a man or a human being is usually more valuable than an animal. You see the problem with that and what I'm trying to say to you with that is that in your own... Um, what's the word I want to use? In your own group, you will always look like king. But I do want to remind you of this, and this is something that the Holy Spirit was reminding me of today. That whatever position you're in, it's a test of something that God wants to see if he can commit to you. We're talking about leadership. So if you are leading in the area of finances, if you're leading in the area of this, please already know that you will probably look like the most notable person there. Because you're dealing with sheep. Are you sure you're with me tonight? In a sheep pen, you're going to look like the most important. You're going to look like the most spiritual. 
you're going to look like the king amongst the animals amongst that which God has actually put in place to actually test you so you can abuse your position and we see in the world that people abuse but you know it's not only in the world that we see leaders abuse positions we see in the house of God instead of men instead of shepherds to lay down their life for the sheep we see sheep laying down their life for the shepherd and I do want to remind you according to scripture that that is an error so don't ever esteem yourself higher than you should I'm speaking to the COD family. So don't think I'm speaking amiss. I'm speaking, I'm shooting at somebody. I'm shooting at people. I'm shooting at the hearts of all men so that we do not find ourselves missing when God's ready to entrust. The character, the things you say in your heart. You can say whatever you want with your mouth, but the conversations of your heart, when you're dealing with the sheep, in the sheep pen, I'm speaking proverbially, when you're dealing with something that in your own sight you look big, but in real sight of the world is very small. Well, however you deal with things there, however you act as a leader, is actually how God is going to measure you. So there's just some people that God can never trust with finances because he sees how he deals with them in their small territory. He's never going to trust them with a nation because in the sheep pen, he did not have an attitude that was faithful. When we're talking about leaders, I want to show you God's filtering process because man will pick their leaders, but in the end, God will pick his. Have you ever thought and considered that Saul was the, was the choice of the people, but he must go first? Saul will be, um, according to history, he will be the first king of Israel. But the first king of Israel in sight of God was David. So at times God will pick those that he will allow the people to first pick for them to see the power. So let me tell you why I have to say these things first. I learned from my, my leader, Pastor Toby. First of all, you do know that you cannot lead without serving. If you're not following, there's no, there's, there's no real leader that doesn't follow. You cannot be trusted with a work of leadership without following. So you see, the problem is people esteem themselves too early. So they're not really following. They're present, but they're not following. I'm going to show you scripture tonight. And hopefully, again, I, I don't intend to take your time tonight. But I want you to hear me, hear me. Because the power of a leader or the longevity of a leader or the ability to have continuity of a leader is going to be based on your time that God was able to measure and test your faithfulness in the sheep pen. Read first of all Proverbs 29 verse 2. What does the Bible say there? Go on. When the righteous thrive, the people rejoice. Yeah. When the wicked rule, the people groan. But when the wicked rule, the people groan. So what I want to let you know, simply, let's just get this point. The state of the nation is dependable on the leader. The state of a nation, the state of a people, the state of a family, the state of a church is dependable on the leader. So what we see in the world is simply a leadership problem. You can, and let me tell you something, and I want you to consider these truths with me. Because, you see, when Christ came... As the words that turn into flesh, you do know that he bypassed the Christians. Uh, I, I know Christ came, so to use the term Christians, so for you to understand what I'm saying, he bypassed the religious. When Christ, before Christ came, I love the scripture. Sorry if I keep going here and there, but just hear me. I love the scripture when the Bible says that Jesus went and he walked by the Sea of Galilee. And the Bible says, and he saw two brothers, which means he was not walking along the beach for sightseeing. He wasn't trying to look at the beauty of the beach. You know, water can signify both people and the words. So he saw a number of people. He walked past a number of people and eventually he saw. Eventually he found two that were worth endorsing or worth investing himself into. 
and do you know what's amazing about who God thought was ripe or was willing or was right to invest into they were worldly people are you going to follow me tonight you you guys that are in here you're going to follow me who God when God had his time remember whatever will stand the first proverb will be that men will first pick but eventually God will pick so when God came in the body of a man called Jesus he walked past a mass of people the masses he walked past a community he walked past a number of people and eventually he saw he found Simon and his brother Andrew and my question when I was reading that scripture today I was thinking why didn't you as God visit your temple because no one in the temple was worth investing into so you would see people that yes they get into the habits of preaching get into the habits of fasting get into the habits of prayer but God says I can't invest in this person because they're too full of themselves you know and the moment that you know scripture the moment you know how to speak in tongues the moment you have a few people that fear you all of a sudden it becomes a thing whereby there's no more that God can invest in you so do you know what's the sad thing about church and the truth about church is that we don't find yet many leaders that rise out of the church yet there's meant to be saviors coming out of Zion there's meant to be people that will lead the world coming out of God's people but when God chose to come when God chose to reveal himself and make man find me in that scripture when God said that I will make you follow me and I'll make you when God I think it's Matthew 9 when God saw the opportunity to now invest in man to raise a body to raise a church that will be immovable a church that God will say that Christ will say that the gates of hell will never prevail he 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 saw whatever he was about to build as a sure investment it was going to be something that will be immovable they will be faithful they will see themselves through to the end God was sure about what he was about to build but when God fought if I'm going to find a place to invest he didn't go to the temple imagine the church now if they're ever going to consider a president for a nation how many times how often how how many times have you ever seen them consider the church but you see previously God was trying to foreshadow something to us he was trying to prophesy to us saying that eventually what will happen is that I'm going to go into the house of Jesse I'm going to go into this place I'm gonna allow the world to take for ransom God's people, Israel, Judah, Jerusalem, and he was going to pick the people that will rule their nation. He was going to pick them out of God's nation. So you see, when I say all of these things, my thought today is that God is still waiting for a people. God is still walking. God is still going past. He's gone past the religious. You know, you've prayed a lot. Ask yourself, why has God not called you? Do you know what religion will tell you? There will be a time. Religion will keep you hopeful. But remember that prosperity is predictable. COD, are you on with me? Because I want you to understand again, listen to me. There will be a time that man will pick their leaders even before God. And God will permit us to be so for a while. But you see, their heart at that time, whatever they're committed to, is going to be what God is going to use to test them and to approve them for a nation work. So you would see with the life of Moses, and I think we will start there tonight. You will see with the life of Moses, before Moses can effectively lead a nation, God had to take him to the backside of the desert and commit into his hands a work that did not belong to him, a sheep that did not belong to him. And God will be testing for 40 years the heart of Moses. Moses, for 40 years, would you eventually give up? Would you become tired? You know, sometimes when you're doing the work of God, eventually you're quickly trying to find something new to do. But God is saying, I have committed something into your hand. Would you remain faithful? Moses was tested for at least 40 years. Would he get tired? Would the, the, the Egyptian in him eventually say that I was once ruling? How did I get myself or find myself leading sheep? No, he stayed faithful. He remained faithful and God can trust him to lead a nation. God can trust him. God can see him as an individual that he can put a whole nation in his hands. So let me just be frank with you and you can like me whether you like me or not, whether you can choose to hear what I'm saying. It's your choice. The word will prove itself in the end. 
God can't find leaders in the church right now. They get too religious and they can't, they can't lead a nation. They're not selfless enough. And let me tell you what's the biggest problem why God can't trust Christians, especially the Pentecostal church. Everyone is powerful. Everyone can hear God. Everyone has a right of themselves. Do you remember Moses' sister and his brother Miriam and Aaron? In fact, Miriam said, are you the only prophet? And uh, sorry, I'm piling up scriptures, but find me that scripture when God came down and rebuked Miriam, the sister of the core. You know, I've said this many times, sentiment does not get in the way of core. It's either you agree with core or not. Family does not step in the way of core. Forgive me, I'm going to go all over the place with scriptures tonight. I want to talk about leadership. If you're there, you can read there. Or did we have other scriptures we was meant to read? Okay, just jump to the Moses story or the Miriam story. Let me show you some scriptures first. So that you don't think I'm ranting and using my own opinions. Every day I have to check, cross-check myself, cross-check my heart. You know, when everyone accepts you and everyone sees you as a leader or they honor you or they believe you're a man of God, it's the most easiest moment to trip. When you don't know how to check your own heart, it's easy to trip because everyone already sees Pastor Ovi as Pastor Ovi. So I must go into the word and allow the word to rebuke me and put me in shape. I must make sure that when things come, it doesn't change the faithfulness of God. Read for me. Numbers 12, verses 1. Yeah. Miriam and Aaron began to talk against Moses because of his Cushite wife. Yeah. For he had married a Cushite. Has the Lord spoken only through Moses? Look at this. This is Miriam's confession. She says, has the Lord spoken only? In other words, trying to say that the only person that she, the other thing she's trying to say or what she's trying to say to us is that she's also hearing from God. You know, that's the problem of religion because once you're given a leader, the problem most of the times is that you also hear. So because you hear, you begin to esteem yourself. I'm talking about leadership. If you really want to talk about leadership, let's stop doing this pretense and let's really get into the word. God is looking for faithful leaders. When the Bible shows us about Miriam, Miriam started to ask the question, listen, of Moses, is it only Moses that God speaks to? In other words, God speaks to me. So what he's doing, I don't agree with it because there's something that God is saying to me. Let me tell you something. Uh, and I learned this lesson back in 2017. When God leads you to a man, it's so that the voice that you've been hearing ceases for you to hear that leader. So what would have been my downfall is if I kept hearing when God has given me a voice. When God's given me a voice. And let me tell you what will also make you fall. The moment when self-righteousness tells you that I also am somebody that hears from God. I'm a preacher. I'm a pastor. I know the word. I live right. I live holy. But what you don't understand is that God picks his men. So I understand that David's brothers may not be able to accept a David. But the problem is that God picked a David. And as far as they don't agree with David, their names will fade away eventually. They can be at the front line of the war of the battle, but it doesn't matter. That will only be a position they will hold but for a while because they were picked by men, but David was picked by God. Leaders that God picks are not usually people that the world accepts at first. If you want to see a leader, you must see their devotion. You must see what they're committed to. But let me not go ahead of myself. Carry on reading. Go on. Has the Lord spoken only through Moses? Has the Lord spoken? Only through Moses, they asked. Go on. Hasn't he also spoken through us? I love God's response. Let's look at what God says. Keep reading. Go on. And the Lord heard this. And the Lord heard the conversation that his servant didn't hear. The Lord heard the conversations of the heart. I'm talking about leaders. God's heard what they were saying. So, you see, you will wonder. You will love people and think, why don't they rise? It's because God is actually saying, listen, what you're seeing over their life, their inability to rise, their inability to go into a next level is actually my rebuke over them. The fact that you love them is the reason why I haven't totally destroyed them. But for a while, I've rebuked them. 
because there's a conversation in their heart that does not agree with my agreement that you are the cord that you are the ones that I've appointed as a leader so I must be able to put away everything the moment when I came across a pastor Toby in order that my name don't fade away everyone that did not agree with David faded away because they failed to agree with God's agreement carry on reading go on I'm still I haven't got anywhere have you got time with me tonight let's go then go on now Moses was a very humble man very humble go on more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth we knew he had a, um, a anger issue but the bible says he was humble the way god justifies his men but go on at once the lord said to moses aaron and miriam come out to the tent of meeting so in other words at some point god is going to call whatever was the conversation of heart to be exposed Whatever Moses wasn't to know at that time, God was saying, whatever was spoken in the dark, I will make known. You're going to understand why. Because for you to really hear what I'm saying, in every man that God has picked, he has deposited the spirit of leadership. But the spirit of leadership must be activated by the core. And that is going to be done by the cord. Are you listening to me? So the Bible now says, okay, let me expose what is going on Moses so carry on reading I'll be gone come out to the tent of meeting all three of you yeah so the three of them went out yeah then the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud he stood at the entrance to the tent and summoned Aaron and Miriam yeah when the two of them stepped forward he said listen to my words listen to my words go on when there is a prophet among you I, the Lord, reveal myself to them in visions. I speak to them in dreams. Stop there. God, because a person could not agree with the leadership that God had endorsed, remember that Miriam was not a murderer. Aaron was not a murderer. Aaron will fulfill the inability of Moses' speech. He would be able to speak better than Moses. Miriam looked like a woman put together. Do you know the husband of Miriam? You know, usually, <laughs> oh, am I going to get in trouble for the things I'm saying? Yeah, Miriam would show a Pentecostal, you know, you know, it's, it's usually <laughs> the prophets in a Pentecostal church are usually women that have no man. One old woman, one auntie that's grown, but they hear God. <laughs> if that was going to be the qualification for God's choice, she would have been the leader of Israel. But look at what the Bible says. So he, he, he calls this woman. He calls her out. Uh, he calls her out. Carry on reading. Go on. I want to show you what he says. He says, listen to my words. When there is a prophet among you, when there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, reveal myself to them in vision. So the, the fact that in the heart or behind the ears of Moses, that Miriam did not agree with Moses immediately. She was a prophetess, yes, but immediately God questioned her call. No, he said, listen to my words. When there is a prophet among you, Miriam was a prophet. He said, if there was one here, you don't understand what I'm saying. He said, so the fact that she went against her call, God actually questioned her call, saying you're not really called. So he said that, listen, when there was if there is a prophet among you I the Lord reveal myself to them in visions I speak to them in dreams he had not yet revealed himself to Miriam Miriam if she had God revealed to her she would have known Moses well remember that, that Jesus Christ would later say oh I still haven't even got to what I want to say but remember that later Jesus Christ would say um, if you had known God you would have known me so the fact that she did not really know who Moses was, all she could see Moses as was her brother in whom God does signs and wonders through. But she couldn't see him as the cord. Sentiment would destroy people because in every person is the spirit of leadership. When God called man and he said, have dominion, subdue, this was put in the, the criteria of a leader in and he was infusing this in man but you see for that to be activated there must be the laying hands or there must be the commissioning there must be the approval of the cord listen to my words says the lord when there is a prophet among you i the lord reveal myself to them so before whatever miriam thought about herself whatever aaron thought about himself 
God put it to question once they questioned his cord. Are you hearing me? So let me move on from there. Because I, I, you see with the COD family, I am confident. And let me tell you this. And I want the whole COD family to be listening to me. I am confident that the reason why God lifts us and blesses us is because the generation that we're about to see is for us to pastor. We are to shepherd that generation. So you see, what God and what I know that God is putting in my heart so much to do is to make sure that we are raised as a real generation, as a real leaders, not hypocrites. So remember what I said to you. When Christ finally was going to find men and build a church that the gates of hell would not be able to prevail against, he did not go to the temple. These people esteemed themselves too highly. So he went to the, to, the, um, to the water, to the Sea of Galilee, and he found Simon. So he would, not look, he would not consider his character. You know, the first thing that people want to do in the church is character. Um, um, they want to transform your character. They want to pattern your character. I wish they patterned the heart first. Because the reason why God didn't go into the temple is because he said you, like, you are like whitewashed tombs. In other words, you may appear character, nice and beautiful, but your heart is dark. Your heart is like a dead man. But you see, those people that are swearing out in the world, those people that are fighting, trying to find a life, they, they are not settling. They, they have said to themselves, they are not going to manage. So they're trying to find a way in life. These were the ones that God says, I will consider their character because their heart is right. So because of time, let me just start this conversation. So, you know, as I was saying, Moses would leave Egypt, and when he left Egypt, he, would, he, he tried to start leading the nation because something moved him in his heart. He began to respond to the core. But you see, a person that has a core that does not show and is approved under mentorship, under leadership, they're not approved of their work first, even though they're called, the only result they will have is destroying a life Moses the core made him realize that he was to be the deliverer the, the deliverer of his brothers and sisters but he had not yet come under leadership he was already in a position where he will be esteemed highly where he will be seen as somebody big so he tried to respond to the call before responding to leadership and what happened to him he destroyed the life proverbial for a person that cannot submit under leadership so i was speaking to somebody today and out of many he's the only one um, remaining and i've realized that you see the zeal of a call can destroy everything you can't do god's work by zeal alone how you can't do it you will run yourself into destroying lives and you would say it's because of god god tests men through putting them under submission and putting someone under the submission of another leader does not make you weak it's actually the 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 enrollment to leadership you must first be tested so Moses after destroying a life he ran luckily that was going to be God's beginning with him so Moses was started or his life really started and if you look in scripture when God will now really really speak about Moses was when he found himself in the desert right and he found himself with who Jethro he was committed he was given a commitment of work it was going to be what Jethro owned God was going to test the heart of Moses with what Jethro owned so I'm very aware that COD is something that pastor Toby owns so I have to be careful how my heart treats them I'm careful how I deal with my leaders. I'm careful how I deal with everybody. I make sure that if, and I'll show you scripture later, let me not go ahead of myself, that I will be found as a faithful and wise servant so that I can really lead. Moses in the desert, 40 years, up until there was a time when the problem, the, the issue had really hit the Israelites. 40 years he was in the desert, just dealing with sheep i can't think of a future 
in just dealing with a sheep. You know, sometimes people start to show their real character because, yes, they can be preaching or they can be giving or they can be doing anything, but they don't have faith that they have been enrolled. They don't have faith that God has said, do this. You know, they can't see a future in it. So they want to now create something for themselves. I've warned you guys that the, the danger and what... I, why Africa will continually be a proverb to us is that the moment you declare independency, you lose the ability, you lose the true riches of that kingdom. You will start struggling by yourself because you have declared independency the moment when you took matters into your own hands. I can imagine how much people just thought that Moses, you know, remember that what caused Miriam to speak about Moses was the decision making of Moses that he took up a Cushite wife so Moses he was in the desert and he started to lead the sheep I'm still talking about leaders leadership and he started to lead the sheep God was testing his heart and at the time that God was testing his heart God was moving the heart of the world leaders to aggravate to um, increase the level of burden being put on God's people who had not yet come to God, who had not yet been submitted, who had not yet been led. Remember, when the righteous rule, what is the righteous? Those in right standing with God, when they rule, the people will rejoice. So as God is testing the heart of Moses 40 years every single day, seeing if this guy would have ambition that will make him move that will make him change what he's been committed to. Again, how you will know a leader is by his devotion, by his commitment, his or her's commitment. So as Moses is being tested, the heart or the people are crying to God because the burden by their taskmasters is increasing upon them. They are being beaten more. They are groaning because the wicked rule over them and eventually when the cry of the people reached a maturity God bought the, uh, this is the way I'm going to describe it God fell on earth his fire came upon a bush and this bush will not be consumed but it will be on fire God saying that listen Moses as for you every hard situation you see with leadership and I think I might have to speak through it about it throughout the week let's look at different characters throughout the week let's look at different leaders and you will see something every problem that they went through every affliction that they went through it may appear that it was totally going to destroy them but it can't but let me not go ahead of myself so Moses eventually responds and he finds himself now long story short let's skip in ahead eventually we know the story he's come out of egypt with three million people and eventually the burden of the call and i've said this before the burden of the call now was weighty upon moses at this time moses had not yet trusted leadership he had not yet formed leadership over the three million so eventually his father-in-law a mentor a leader was able to save him and let me say this to you i've said this before but let me repeat this because i know one people have forgotten two there's some people hearing this for the first time the call of god upon a man is enough to kill them in fact what the call leads you to is death what god wants to do when he brings the call is right now the the pastor obi of the world is a is a victim of the world what the core is to do is to destroy that man he wants to destroy that error and give birth to a new thing that's what the core wants to do so you see with Moses the Bible will actually say that eventually one day his father-in-law will say to him what you're doing is not wise this core is going to wear you out is going to kill you so he gave him a word of advice wisdom and he said appoint leaders now skipping through the story because there's many scriptures i could run through but skipping through to the story the bible actually says that moses then one day invites 70 men that he picked go to hebrew not not hebrews um numbers 11 one day he he now picks god gives him the opportunity to pick those he will trust pick those that you feel are your leaders i've called you but pick those that you feel will be your helpers 
So Moses picks 70 and he invites them into a conversation with him. So I hope this is the right trans, um, scripture, but read from verse 24. Let's see what the Bible says there. NIV, go on. So Moses went out and told the people what the Lord had said. So God had had a conversation of Moses and now he's gone out to the people and told them what the Lord had said. So before these leaders will not have the ability to really hear what God is saying. God does not reveal to them. You see what is destroying the Pentecostal church is that their own mind is creating the voice of God. Their own, their own ambition, the voices in their heads is their God. Their, you remember when I said that their stomach has become their God, their survival, what they actually want is what is leading them. Yes, they have access to the Bible. Yes, they have access to the book of law or whatever, but please remember that is different from God revealing because remember that the Pharisees were good students of the book of law, but yet God had not revealed himself to them. So whenever God was going to speak and direct a nation, it's going to be based on God revealing himself to a man not what you can get access of from a bible so god reveals himself to the man called moses and moses comes back to the people to tell them what god is saying leadership and now he's bringing he says he brought together 70 of their elders people that were trustworthy people that the um, the nation would look at and say they are elders so they respected them they regarded them as high valued people yes the people accepted them doesn't mean that god accepted them and moses brought them before god and and look at what the Bible says. He brought together 70, go on. And had them stand around the tent. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke with him. Yeah. And he took some of the God did not speak to them. God still spoke with him. And he brought them to the presence of the Lord. He brought them into the presence of the Lord. And as God was speaking to him, the Bible says, and he took some of the power of the spirit. Now, I said this to the COD family. You may have forgotten. But I said to you, when you read this scripture, it didn't say that when we first read it, we thought that God took the spirit of Moses and gave it to the 70. No. The Bible actually says that as the Lord was speaking to Moses in the presence of the Lord, Moses took of the spirit that was on him and committed it upon the 70. I said that this is inauguration. This is ordination. So man can pick their leaders. And if I'm to go ahead of myself, in fact, before I go ahead of myself, what does the Bible say? Carry on reading, sir. When the Spirit rested on them, please, leaders, those in the houses, those in the revival house, please listen to me. Put aside everything you're doing and listen to me. Natalie in the US, USA, listen to me. This is now when God starts to pick his leaders. The Bible says that now Moses in the presence of God, in the presence of God, took of his own spirit and put it upon people that one, the nation respected and two, who he respected. When he put his spirit over them, the Bible says when the spirit rested on them because Moses put it upon them, the Bible said that they prophesied. Read it for us. Go on. Read from verse 25 again. Go on. I want to show you something. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke with him. Yeah. And he took some of the power of the spirit that was on him. Yeah. And put it on the 70 elders. When the spirit rested on them, they prophesied, but did not do so again. Here's the problem. When the spirit rested on them, they prophesied. They had ability for a time, but it ceased. Why did it cease? It, was, it will be later in scripture. When you see that God appoints leadership, you see that none of the 70 were found in God's pick. Why? Later you would see that their heart was not in tune with Moses. Can we consider Elijah for a moment? That Elijah had created a team called the sons of the prophets, the school of the prophets. These people had the ability, what again, to do? To see, to hear. They were able to hear what God was saying to them, but God had not revealed himself to them. They had got to a place whereby they can discern what God is about to do, but God had not revealed himself to them. And the Bible actually says to us that the reason why we don't even know the names of the sons of the prophets, though they could see or hear, was because their heart was not with them. You see the 70 that was following Moses, the 70 that Moses gathered, sorry. They were around but not following. 
Following does not mean that you, if I go to Peckham, you come with me to Peckham. It's your heart agreement with that leader. So you see, these people were not following Moses. They were elders. They were people of high authority. They were to be respected. So their own desire for respect missed them, brought them out of God's choice of establishing them as leaders. So you see, that's why you can see many people that have been ordained in the presence of God, church, and they were to be leaders. But in the end, you find them missing. Why? Because God did not pick them. God permitted Moses to pick but the only one that was going to be picked out of Moses' pick was his aide that never left the tent. You see, the truth about Moses was that though Moses would go out, his heart was always in the tent. He was always in a place where he conversed, he had conversation with God. And his follower, his true follower, Joshua, would never leave the tent, even though bodily form, in bodily form, Moses would leave. He knew where his heart really was in the conversations of God. And Joshua, the Bible actually says his young aide, someone that was following him from youth. That's what the Bible says. He remained by the tent. He didn't care if he was not picked. Imagine that Moses did not pick him as one of the 70. But God picked him because he picked Moses. Are you sure you're here with me? He picked God's call, so God picked him. So you see, when you look at Elijah... Elisha was picked because the anointing does not have anything to do in heaven. The anointing cannot function in heaven. So when God was going to lift up an Elijah, Elijah will have to drop his anointing. He will have to put his mantle down for someone here on earth to carry on. So when we look at Elisha, Elisha was not categorized as the other sons of the prophets because he was really a follower. His heart was committed to Elijah. So when Elijah tried to push him away, Elisha said, as far as you live I will not leave you because he had committed his way to Elijah and Elijah was seeing what Elijah had did Elijah Elisha sorry had seen that the function the anointing the call over Moses and over Elijah was enough to take him so where I'm actually going with this was that Moses was trying to find or Jethro the father of Moses was going to be God's way of speaking to Moses, even though God reveals himself to Moses. And listen, unless Moses had somebody as a leader, God would not have cared to tell him that this call is going to kill you. So what God was looking for, when we're talking about leadership, when I said to you previously that there are 30 leaders or 50 leaders or 100 leaders, how does one become formed as a leader they carry the same burden of their leader they don't have burdens of their own do you remember that christ said that you should cast away your yoke and burden and take up his there's a leader that has a burden and you see this burden is what you're meant to be responding to so this was going to be the way that god will form the next leaders so unfortunately these elders had all kinds of things their name was to be respected their position was to be respected they look for respect respecting people but God had not respected them before the people and they lost their position though Moses tried to pick them and you see when you look at Elisha Elisha just said you know what whatever your burden is Moses I mean whatever your burden is Elijah whatever your enemy is Elijah is my enemy Elijah was tired and was about to go and uh, Elisha said to himself I can imagine Elisha Elijah just thought to himself that even if Elijah is about to go, I still trust the call that's upon his life. I still trust the grace that is upon on his life. And he said, even if Elijah goes, I still see the grace, the anointing, the call that is over Elijah sufficient enough to destroy our common enemy, Jezebel. So he will not ask for a fresh anointing. He will not ask for a fresh call. He will accept his heart, agreed with what was upon Elijah, even though Elijah even wanted to go. He agreed with Elijah and he took. So because his heart was in agreement with him, God will now establish him as a leader. Are you God's pick or just man's pick? Because I, I can pick whoever. Pastor Toby can pick whoever, but I see from scripture, if my heart is not in agreement with him, God will not pick me as the leader. Are you hearing me? Samuel wanted to pick the brothers of David, but God did not pick them because, hey, as for David's brothers, they are people that shrink back. They never had leadership. 
they never had any leadership. Their heart was not in tune with even their father. But that's something else we'll speak about. So these guys that Moses had picked, eventually they prophesied but did not do so again. When the grace comes upon you, it's so that it can continue. The fact that it didn't continue showed that God did not have his approval over them. Imagine all 70 of them. The one that he saw was too young or too small. The one that was stupid enough to stay where Moses departed. <laughs> you don't understand what that means. To stay. So you see, what I need to do, what you need to do, COD, is whatever has been made. I, I don't care what the world says. I've seen the call over Pastor Toby. Whatever he has made his enemies, now my enemy. I carry his burden and I believe that the call over his life, the grace over his life, the anointing over his life is sufficient to bring down that enemy. So what I'm asking, so you see, the reason why they couldn't have or the spirit of Moses could not remain or the spirit of Elijah, or no, the spirit of Elijah could not rest upon the sons of the prophets or the spirit of Elisha could not rest on Gehazi is because they didn't ask. Now asking is not saying, oh, can I have your spirit? Asking is what you do. You know, so his following was an asking. He was demanding. He placed a demand on who Elijah was. So wherever my leader goes is where I'm going. I don't define myself anymore. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to fall into the trick of having a COD and therefore defining myself. I'm going to follow my leader so I can confidently say to someone, follow me because I'm following somebody else. Leaders that do not follow are going to eventually destroy a life. So I don't care if you call yourself Old Connect or whatever you want to call yourself. You're going to find yourself. Oh my God, I shouldn't have said these things. You're going to find yourself. <laughs> oh, I spoke to some people last year in another country i don't care this is god's word it's not sentiment if you cannot find yourself in a place whereby you can appreciate leadership you may run by zeal for a while do you know what that is you are a prophet that prophesied for a moment but did not do so again so i'm not surprised to hear that eventually bit by bit time after time people fall off because there has been no approval of you to be able to last Elisha asked. This was beyond words. He committed his time. Elisha had a life of his own, and Elijah said to him, What did I what do I what did I do to you? Elijah would not even consider the emotions of Elisha. He pushed him away all the time, but Elisha was not going to remove his heart from leadership because the birth and place of a leader is in his followership. So one day Jesus Christ said to Peter, follow me and I will make you. I will make you. One day again, Jesus Christ will say that Peter, Satan has come to ask of you. But I have prayed that your faith will not fail. So he didn't mind how many times that Peter will, um, will fall. Because falling was not the end. All he cared about is that his faith will not fail him. Would Peter eventually give up on who Jesus Christ is but you see though Peter fell his faith was unturned his faith did not give up he kept his heart on Jesus Christ and because his heart did not fail because his faith did not fail in Christ he was able to rise as a leader the Pentecostal move is going to be so hard and we're always going to be talking about revival do you think we was the first people to speak about revival do you think that the people 100 years ago that were speaking of revival did not have a conviction that revival will come in their time? The world cannot be let, ultimately, in the end, it's going to be godly leaders that lead the world. But you see, these godly leaders are going to be people that God could have invested in. And sorry, Jesus Christ looked at the temple and bypassed it. He went to the base of trade. He went to the people that knew how to engage with people. He looked, he went to the people that were trying to build a life. He didn't went, he didn't go to the people that would misuse God to establish themselves as someone higher 
So remember that Jesus Christ will look at the, um, the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin and the Sadducees and whoever, the ruling council, the Jewish ruling council. And he said that you place a burden on the people that you don't carry. David would not be like them. David was someone that the burden that his people, his 400, will carry will be what he carries. It's not something he would say, go and do this, go and do this. That's not leadership. And that's the reason why God will keep you with the sheep pen. And eventually, what will happen? The sheep will grow. The sheep will go eventually. Eventually. So what I want the COD family to understand at this point is that what God wants you to know is that the sheep pen that God has given you, one, yes, you will look like the boss there, but it's your ground that he's testing you by. It's the ground that God is testing you on. If I tell Akida to go and form a team, the way he treats that team is what God is going to test him by to see if he can really lead a nation. If I say Elohim, go and lead a people, the way you treat your brothers and sisters is what God, your heart for your leader. Your, you see, there are people that they lead in fear. David was going to be someone that he would not dare go back to his father and say, I lost a sheep. So the real, the real reason why he loved the sheep was because he first loved his leader. Which will be the reflection of his love for God. He loved his leader. He loved, his, he, he loved God, which was reflected by his leader. And because of fear, he considered the way his leader treats people. So he would not treat them any different when his leader is not there. So he would not go back to his dad and said, I lost the sheep. He loved the sheep so much because he loved his father. See, Odi, if you're going to be a leader, you must first know that men will first pick. Saul was the people's choice. David was God's choice. Even Samuel did not pick David. Are you listening to me? But you see, if you have been picked like Peter was picked, like this person was picked, like that person was picked. It's going to be how you behave with what has been committed. So I know that my leadership is measured by my devotion to what was committed to me. So I can't go and lead this work in, in Wells or wherever. I, I'm not going to lead that work without committing myself. You see, the problem was you started a work like we started Youth Revival without leadership. But God saw the heart and saw that there are people that can, I could invest in. I can invest in. So he passed by the masses, hoping that you would have discerned them and followed. But they passed and you couldn't follow. Leadership. Leadership is the position everyone is looking for. But a process that everyone wants to avoid. Followership. To be looked down upon. To not have a say to submit everything you have to somebody else that you can see their flaws i know him according to the flesh because he's my brother unfortunately you can't lead i i so i don't ever take for granted the moments i get to sit with pastor toby just because he invites me to a place will never allow me i choose to block my eyes from seeing him as anything other than the core because my guarantee for me to be established as a leader, please, if you're leading in a church, don't think you're anybody yet. Please don't do it. Don't deceive yourself. There are many people that lead in a church and the world does not know anything about. There's people in the world that God is really looking for. And we have the opportunity to be that, guys. But let me end with this. I've, got, I've cut everything I was going to say short. But let me, let's go to Matthew. I want to show you something. I'm going to speak to you about this. Quiet, get ready. What is God looking for? Faithfulness. You know, at one point, God looked at Abraham. Abraham was getting closer to the entrusting of a nation. And God one day appeared to, Mo, um, to Abraham and said, Listen, be, walk before me faithfully. What God is looking for in a leader is faithfulness. Go to Matthew, Matthew chapter 24. Let's read from verse 45 in the New King James, no, in the King James Version, so that we can really understand this. Are you following me, COD, so far? Mm. I've said what I've had to say. Who then is a faithful and wise servant? Read, please. Who then is a faithful and wise servant 
whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household. First of all, no leader, yeah, no ruler will be defined first as a leader or ruler. They will be first defined as a servant. They will be first called a servant. So you cannot lead if you don't serve anywhere. Are you hearing me? Serving is not trying to find favor. It's your heart really being connected. It's you carrying the same burden. It's you making your enemies common. It's you making yourself one with that person. Who then is a faithful and wise servant? Go on. Whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season. Do you understand that scripture? The person that is faithful and wise as a ruler, the one, the one that is a faithful and wise servant is the, the one that God has made a ruler over the household. You know, COD is a household. The men is a household. The women are a household. Your family is a household. God has put you first as a servant, but as a ruler there. But what counts you as a faithful and wise servant? The ability to give them meat in due season. Do you understand that scripture? This is not giving them beef. This is giving them pure word. This is them giving, um, giving them a weighty word. Giving them proper word in season. Do you know what season means? There's a time where everyone's heart will become hardened. But you gave them the word that stopped them from being hardened. You gave them a word in time. So some people lost their way. Their heart got hardened. It was too late because there was not a faithful or wise servant to feed them meat. God is looking for a faithful and wise servant. Someone that will not reduce the word because in their heart they're a hypocrite. Let's keep reading. Read verse 45 again so you'll understand what I'm saying. Go on. Who then is a faithful and wise servant? Quiet, get ready. We're going to go into worship in a moment. Go on. Whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season. So in God's mind, a faithful and wise servant does not depart from giving word. And giving word can be in any matter. It, the word is for the mature. You're telling them so that they don't lose their place. Are you listening to me? Verse 46, go on. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he, when he cometh... Show me the scripture. I need to see it as well. Thank you. Go on. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. When his Lord comes, he will find him. So which means the Lord departed for a while. Oh, the Lord was not in sight for a while. In other words, the Lord gave them room to be Lord. <laughs> the Lord gave them room to rule. To see if they will forget that they too have a Lord. And that the Lord has committed that they do something. This thing, so with the COD family and for all of you that are in this family, because this is a house of leaders, what God intends to do when he builds a church is to build a house of leaders. God is looking for a people that will remain committed to giving real word. And when I say real word, I'm not talking about how well you speak. I'm talking about agreement with what you do and what the word says, because you can preach what you're not doing. You can give a burden to everyone and which you don't take. You can demand people to follow you, but you don't follow. <laughs> Blesses that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Go on. Verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. So whatever he was ruling was not the real plan for the Lord concerning him. God departed for a while, left them ruling a household and watched them and was hoping to surprise them but find them doing what he told them to do. If they can be found doing what he told them to do, what was committed to them, I would have gone into Timothy, but what was committed for him to do, if he was found still doing it, the Bible says, Verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. So there's a bigger territory than COD. There's a bigger territory than the finance. But God is using this first to test you. Would you still, over time, would you still be committed? Because I said to someone today in a call, someone from Ireland, and I said to them, listen, you can start anyhow. But how you end is what matters. 
So what God is looking is that when time passes, would you be committed? You know, when time passes, when I have departed for a while and you are the leader of COD or you're the leader of, uh, of the choir or the admin or whatever, are you going to be found faithful even when I wasn't there? I will surprise you. I will check upon it. And if you are faithful, I will make your ruler over greater goods. But look at what the Bible says, because this is where it's very interesting for me. Go on. But and if that evil servant shall say in his heart. He didn't say, but if another. He said, if that. So you see, someone that was once faithful or wise can also become an evil servant. Do you know what makes him an evil servant? The conversations he has in his heart. He didn't say it openly. He didn't say it for people to hear. He said, my Lord delayeth his coming. In other words, my, the person that will reward me or correct me or test me, he has not come. So I start to do things differently. But if that evil servant shall say in his heart, again, not audibly for people to hear, but in his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming. This is what he said in his heart. Go on. What does he say? Go on. And shall begin to smite his fellow servants. He starts to beat down on one, his fellow servants and those that were committed to him. Go on. And to eat and drink with the drunken. His dietary changes. He's no longer feasting on the word. He's feasting on those that have fallen away. This is not talking about alcohol. This is talking about another influence. Are you listening to me? This is talking about uh, they finally, so when it looked like the Lord was not coming anymore, or when it looked like their leader was not coming anymore, when it looked like they could not hear from them anymore, they changed their conversation in their heart. And this was the result. They began to eat and drink with the drunken. Go on. The Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder. And appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. Appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. The hypocrites will be... Let me tell you what's amazing about the hypocrites. Scripture don't show me... The the hypocrites in Scripture in the New Testament were the Pharisees and Sadducees. Jesus died. They didn't. But do you know what happened to them? They became irrelevant. They became envious because in sight of them... Let me tell you what's powerful about God. God does not raise a king... When the current king dies, he raises a king when the king is still alive. No, so what I'm trying to say is that he will give them or appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. So the hypocrites will be envious, angry religious people who will see those that God has really picked. But hypocrites, because in their hearts, they knew that they had the opportunity to become that. Let me end there. I've said what I believe the Spirit of God has told me to say. Leaders, I know you would have thought that I was going to speak about something common or that, that. We'll get into that. But the first thing you must know about leaders is uh, ask yourself is your heart or are your hearts connected with those who God appointed? Are they? Is your heart one with them? Can God find you as a faithful leader? And for him to first find you as a faithful leader, he must see you as a servant. Do you keep to speak in the word? COD, we're entering an age, you remember I've said to you, not a season, an age of wealth. But God is going to test our hearts. Would wealth make you change what you're saying? You see, the Lord delay if you, you for a while you tried this. You knew it was against God. You knew it was against God's word. You know, behind the scenes. I said to you, I said it before, in fact, I won't go into that. But God is seeing what others are not seeing. But let me let you know, whatever you think you're ruling over now, do know that there was something greater that God wanted to commit to your hands. And whatever you do that others don't see, he sees it and it will be him that appoints. So what I'm saying to God is that in the area of leadership, I want God to work on me. I don't want to ever lose position. I never want to, not position, I never want to lose my position in followership. 17th of December 2017 was when my walk with God really began. 17th of December 2017, what did God show me? Simple, follow this man. And if you follow this man, Pastor Toby Adebayaga, is going to lead you to whatever I predestined for you. I will not count your fall. 
because I believe, but I will not count your, your falling because your faith will not fail you. Are you here with me, COD? Let's get into worship. Leaders, quiet, talk to me. I've been telling you to get ready for a while, so you're not going to do that to me. Wherever you are, just worship. You can put the lyrics on screen. You can take me off, guys. <laughs> 